about my money, yeah, I don't play I got that Benjamin button, I'm looking better every day, boy huh. Girl, what's in your DNA, huh? I'm a boss and a savage huh. Girl, what's in your DNA, huh? You know I'm far beyond average What is up? bossy people happy day to you we are coming at you with a topic that is going to be juicy i think we're going to get a little juicy and real and also disclaimer just from the top we are not claiming to be experts in this area by any means but we are just sharing what we've learned along the way and again the goal is to just give you an opportunity to think about you and your life and answer those questions for yourself as hopefully it brings up things that maybe you didn't think about from that perspective. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to talk about relationships. I'm going to let Chandler handle it and I'm going to go in the other room. <laughs> I love how you just like super sly, like we're going to talk about relationships. <laughs> like, so let me say it really fast. Maybe it'll go away. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. And, and when we say relationships, we mean with a loved one, not like a sister, oh, wow. not like a, like, like an intimate relationship with a partner. I like that. But I also do think it translates into other relationships. I also do think it translates into other relationships. For sure. But I think the trickiest relationship of all is the one with your partner. It is tricky and <laughs> tricky. <laughs> tricky. Come and get you right right when you least expect it. It really will. And there's so many thoughts that I have on this topic. And this honestly, like I'm just gonna be totally transparent. Tancy and I have been going back and forth about talking about this on the podcast for weeks. <laughs> dun dun dun. Like, no, let's talk about something else. You're like, let's talk about how to be effective. <laughs> right. So this is hard. And, um, we have a couple of things that we want to share with you guys that we have learned in our relationships. And I will say that this is another piece to the journey of being a bossy gal that you pretty much never arrive at being a perfect relationship partner. There's no such thing as being perfect. There's no such thing as knowing it all. And there's no such thing as replicating what works for you might not work for me, et cetera, et cetera. I think the most important thing, as Tansy mentioned, is to be aware of who you are and what kind of relationship you desire and go after it. And yeah. so the first piece of advice that I have, actually, let's stop there. Let's first talk about, because I think this is interesting. Who are you in a relationship, Tansy? Like describe what you're like to date. Oh, um, well, I think that's, what's so cool about our podcast is I feel like you and I, although we have similar philosophies on life, the way we work is just so opposite. And so mm -hmm. I feel like what, whoever you date is like someone like me and whoever oh I date, <laughs> it's so true, dude. Here's an example. I, Matt wanted the peanut butter out of the pantry. You know, our pantry is not big. It's very small pantry. He wanted the peanut butter. I told him to go open the door. The peanut butter is in the pantry. He stood there and stared for five minutes. And I was like, yo, I'm dating my sister. And he's like, we must be out of peanut butter. I'm like, dude, I can't, I cannot. Oh man. I, yeah. Well, you answer that. I, and I'll I build off. You. I don't date you. Who are you in a relationship? You answer it for yourself, silly. Oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> um, so present day, I can say that, well, first of all, I think I'm a very loyal person to whoever I'm dating. I, I don't know. I think everyone's built differently in this aspect, but like I was born with monogamy in my blood. Like I tell you, I'm, when I'm in love with someone, I don't see anyone else. I have blinders up. And so that is, that's one characteristic of who I am in a relationship. I'm very loyal. Um, I also on the flip side, like if we're going to talk about positives and maybe some flaws, I'm very critical of who I'm with, like very observant, very, I could, I can tend to be judgmental because I don't want to settle. And I think we all have that to us. Like we don't want to settle. And so sometimes I think I see the flaws more than I should. Hmm. I think that, I think I'm loyal too. I think I'm very much like that. Even if I'm questioning, I think I question, I'm a person that questions a lot of things. Um, I tend to just be unsure and be like, is this the right direction for me? Is this the right relationship? But even with that, I still am very loyal. Like, even if I'm questioning it in my mind, like, it's not like I'm looking elsewhere, even if I'm questioning, like, is this the right way to go? Um, I think, yeah, there we go. What else? (laughs) Oh goodness. All right. Well, I think we're both like, I'm like a very affectionate person. You are. I like to love you with my hugs and stuff like that. And I feel like you, what I see you doing is loving with the like acts of service. Yeah. I'm a caretaker for sure. Caretaker. Yeah. Like when I, I just hurt my leg, if you didn't know, and Chandler sent me a whole entire care package of chocolate and food basically, which I love her for, but also hate her for because I can't move or work out. And I'm sitting here eating jugs of ice cream. (laughs) Delicious. The other day I was eating that ice cream. You got me peanut butter and cookie dough, but Mm. I was also good looking out with the dairy-free, but it was like a game. Like I was searching for the peanut butter chunks and the cookies the entire Mm. time. And then all of a sudden I reached the bottom and I was like, Game over. I guess I win. (laughs) I guess I win. Um, That was was a low moment. That was a low moment for me, but it's all right. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. Um, Relationships. (laughs) All right. Well, let's just dive into some things that we've learned along the way because we've been through some serious relationships. Tansy, I was actually married at one point. Um, (laughs) That's not funny. (laughs) The way you said it, you're like Tansy, surprisingly. Well, I don't think a lot of people know that about you. You were married at one point in your life. And I think it's okay that that ended. You were really young, first of all, and you learned so much through that, what through that marriage. And I feel like, so I lived with them their first year of being newlyweds, which is the number one mistake that you made just allowing me to do that. Um, but I feel like I was part of that witnessing that marriage. So I think you have come a really long way in, in how you treat relationships. Um, it's really not fair. Chandler gets to learn from every mistake that I make. And then she gets to Chandler gets to learn from every mistake that I make and live accordingly. I'm close to the computer. You can't hear me. Yes, I can. You don't have to repeat it. When I do that, you just, 
talk louder or something. Huh? Anyway. So yes, I do appreciate you making mistakes because it makes me better. Um, let's, let's go into this because the first thing that I wanted to say was I've learned that, and it's so weird how this works, but like the more that I'm independent, the more that I am working hard at my work, at my job, the more that I take care of my body in terms of exercise and eating right, the more attractive I am to my spouse. And all of that can be thrown into the bucket of loving yourself. And I think that's the first thing that I've learned is, and it's so cliche because everyone's like, you have to learn to love yourself before you can love anyone else. But like, dude, imagine who you're with right now, picture whoever your partner is in life. Do they love themselves? And if you check the box, yes, does that, is that more attractive to you? And if you check the box, no, if you could imagine that they took care of themselves better, would that be more attractive to you? Probably. Yeah. I want to add to that. Can I, I think it's so interesting because a lot of times I think in relationships that I've been in, that I'm in, or that I've witnessed like other people be in, you think that you're giving so much to the relationship when you do things for them. Like I do so much for you. I do this, this, and this, what do you do for me? And I think that's uh, maybe a, even a misconception of what a good relationship can be. Because a lot of times, if I think about myself, like, I don't want you to do things for me. I want you to bring the best version of yourself to the table. That's what I care yeah. about. Like, So what do I bring to the table? I bring the best version of myself to this thing. And I work and I work on that and I work on me. And I'd, I'd rather have that any day than someone who does a bunch of stuff for me. Like, yes, that is. And as women, I think we need to remember that because I think, I mean, I missed this trait as a woman, but as women, we, like you're a caregiver. I don't, for some reason, like that's not unnecessarily, my care is like, I want to hug you, not figure out how to like care or something. I don't know. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I would have flown to, to North Carolina to be with you over thinking to send a care package. That's just, my brain works differently. I think, I think like a guy sometimes too. Mm -hmm. Um, but we think if we're doing all these things and our relationship isn't as good as we want it to be, it's almost like, okay, what are you doing for yourself that you can bring the best version of yourself to the, to the relationship to, and that is the secret sauce sometimes. Yeah. And that's, and, and I hesitate to even bring up this point of like, is it attractive, you know, thinking of your spouse, loving themselves, because the whole point of this is for you to look in the mirror and see your ideal partner in yourself. That's the whole point. Amen. And when I, I went to therapy around uh, when I was having relationship troubles a while back and they were like, list the seven things that you want, or maybe this was a podcast. I don't remember. (laughs) List the seven things that you want in a man for me and become that. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And I, and it's crazy because like when you do start becoming that your relationship gets sweeter. And I feel like the whole purpose of being in a relationship is to find someone that you can grow with Mm. and everyone's growth looks different. 
So what does growth look like to you is your number one question for yourself and then go find that in a partner. Yeah, dude. Well, it's not even about going and finding it. I think it's the, I mean, we just had that conversation about money, how you raise your vibration and attract yeah. different, different things to your life. It's kind of the same principle of be what you want to attract into your life. Yeah. So with that, I'll add on to it in regards to love languages. I kind of just tapped on it a little bit of being the best version of yourself versus doing a bunch of things. And I think love the love language conversation is so interesting and something that I've grown in so much. Whereas like we want to love people the way we want to love them. And we feel like we're doing all these things and yet the partner is not satisfied because they're not getting this one thing that you're not doing. And you're like, but I'm doing all this other stuff. And it's like, you're doing that stuff because you like to love that way. And that doesn't matter as much to me as this one thing that's like a non-negotiable of like what I need. Yeah. And as in relate, I see that in relationships across the board, even with friendships and family and stuff like that. It's like, I appreciate those things. I am thankful, but like, this means way more to me than any of that other stuff that, and it's like, people aren't willing to shift that because they like loving that way. Yeah. And well, it's a whole, it's an elevated way of thinking, to be honest, because we get so wrapped up in ourselves that as you said, like the way that we want to receive love is usually the way that we give love. And that doesn't land well with people because most of the time you're going to have a different love language than whoever you're with, or it's going to be tweaked in some shape or form. Probably opposite, honestly. Yeah. And that's been a huge, I think, revelation in my relationships, relationship, I guess I should say, um, my loyal self, um, is understanding that. I am a, I am an act of service giver, but getting acts of service I've learned is really not what I, how I feel loved. So that's interesting too, is the way that I give love is not the way that I want to receive love. I, I like getting acts of services. Like everyone likes it. It feels good, right? but my way of receiving love is actually words of affirmation. And so it's not words of affirmation to go a little bit deeper for me is not like, oh my gosh, you're so pretty or good job. It's actually like a good listener and a good supporter asking questions about my meetings or about what's coming next. Those types of things, like showing genuine interest is my love language. And I had to really go through it to figure that out. Yeah. That's, I love that because I think what I hear you saying is that part of love language is learning the way you want to be loved. And maybe that changes and evolves over time Mm -hmm. and with the person you're with too. I think it can depend on who you're with and what you want from them. That one person could change the language too. What's your love language? I think words of affirmation and touch. Like, yeah, just see, I'm like, just tell me I'm pretty and smack me on the booty or like, don't (laughs) walk. Past, don't walk past me without touching me. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I get that. Cause then if that happens, have, have you seen those memes or those reels or TikToks where they're like, 
he doesn't love me anymore if they just like walk past you yeah <laughs> I think that's funny um <laughs> And so that's a great segue into the next point, because another thing that I've learned, and I know you, you resonate with this too, is making assumptions about pretty much anything, but I have like a specific assumption that I'm guilty of is assuming that my boyfriend knows how I feel Mm -hmm. and knows what I'm thinking and can read my mind. And you guys, that's like the biggest trap (laughs) to fall in. It can, it can cause so much misery in your own brain and your own heart when you assume things. And when you assume things, then you end up taking things personal and you spiral out of control. So you, you're, you. I am so bad Don't put that on the rest of us, dude, I, <laughs> it's a major flaw because it just gets out of control because then you start to build this story in your head. Like, well, I have this story. And then the next time the similar situation happens, you go back to that story that you told yourself and it continues to build and build and build and it causes resentment and maybe like a freak out. Um, and so my resolution to that is, is to like a freak out. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's what I do. I like battle my emotions and I blow up. And so the resolution or the solution to that is to communicate how you feel it's so important and assuming assuming makes an ass out of you and me wow keep it put it in your pocket assuming every single problem I've had in relationships and in business has been because of assumptions yeah huge you yeah it's just really not good It's the enemy in a relationship for sure. Mm -hmm. And so it's not always, it's not always easy to like communicate though. When you, when you fall into assumptions and you fall into assuming you have to like shake yourself out of it truly, because your mind will try to tell you that you're not assuming and that it is, it is the way that it is. And that's the truth. And there's no, there's nothing that's going to stop you from feeling that way, but you have to completely rise above that and become a little bit more mature in the moment and get calm and communicate. That's what I've learned. Well, I would say everyone who's ever been in a relationship, which is probably all of us (laughs) at some point, even in a relationship with yourself, communication is if you, if I go around and ask people who have happy marriages, which that is a whole other topic, whereas I feel like that's a rare thing to find people in a happy marriage. Yeah. But the people that the rare finds that I can think of in my mind, which is like token, small amount, um, their communication level is just magnificent, (laughs) extraordinary, Extraordinary. (laughs) impeccable. Yes. Um, With that, I'll close it with my last point of one thing that I have learned and I'm still learning. And I think that's why I joke a lot on this is there are topics that I feel like I'm an expert in and we get on here and I'm ready to go. And I think I'm uncomfortable with this topic because I don't think I'm an expert in relationships at all. I'm still learning so much. And <clears throat> so I think that's why I, I turn it into a joke because I'm uncomfortable. But the reality is, is my whole life I've thought that like bad bitch energy was 
taking no shit and being like, um, yeah, sorry, this is going to be explicit now. Uh, and being like, I'm out. Like one thing you, you don't understand me. You want to talk to me like that. You want to not call me back or didn't call me in time. Like within five minutes of when I expected you to call, like I'm good. There's a million other people out there that would be happy to do this with. I'm out. Like just that to me was like, and I realized that that was a defense mechanism. It was protection because I was afraid to allow myself to put in that work and really, really take down the wall of what it takes to love someone fully. <clears throat> and so I think bad bitch energy is vulnerability. <laughs> it's, you're not cool because you're like, I'm, I don't deal with anybody. I don't, you know, like whatever, like that is kind of going around as what bad bitch energy is. And like bad bitch energy is actually loving and seeing someone else's perspective and listening and being willing to see the part that you played in it all. Mm -hmm. And to me, and I, I will say this on every topic that we speak on, the strength comes in the way you respond to hard things. Everything good in your life is going to come in the way you respond to things that feel like it could be the end or feel like there's no way out of this. Like yeah. there have been so many times in relationships where I've been like, there's just no possible way that this is going to get better. And the thing is, is like, it's not the end of the world. If you respond and you allow yourself to work through it. And the reality is, is that a lot of, a lot of us quit at that, that moment. And that's when the good stuff happens when you work through that and you become stronger. And like, I used to literally look at people who are in long-term relationships and be like, no, thank you. Never in my life. Do I want to be with someone for that long? Like I'm good. <laughs> Whereas now I admire that so much because that becomes your person that you go through life with. And there's nothing that beats that. Like there's such a strength in having your person that you work through so much with. Obviously there's a difference in working through things and respecting yourself and, and knowing when you don't deserve something, you know, mm -hmm. that, that is important, but like just honoring the fact that it takes work and there has to be an energy of both sides working through it. And like you said, Shan, like major key alert. Another thing is growth mindset with each other, like just growing together. And I think like, there's so many things I want to say to this, but the first thing is like on the bad bitch energy piece, you need to check yourself. If you're someone who is flaunting that because it's a reflection on you, you chose to be with that person. So if you're dissing them, if you're trying to make them look bad, that's a reflection on you. You chose them. So I don't, I don't get any of that. First of all, I don't get that. That's that. And that I want to say as a piggyback to that, not everyone needs to know about your relationship. Be very careful. And I think we're all guilty of this. Be very care careful of sharing everything that's going on in your relationship, the good, the bad, that is a sacred relationship between you and your partner. Not the entire world needs to know about it because here's what's, what's going to happen is 
you'll start to hear opinions and those opinions will infiltrate your mind and the way that you treat your partner, et cetera. And there's a difference between getting advice, seeking advice and just gossiping or talking shit to talk shit. Like why, why would you choose to be with someone that you're talking shit about? So that's another thing I've learned is like, treat your man or your woman, whoever it is that you're with, like a king or a queen and talk about them as if they're your best friend because they should be. And so I've learned that the more that I talk nicely about who I'm with, the more that I actually believe that I'm with an amazing person, try to talk positively about that person because you chose to be with them. And, um, remember when we talked earlier about Chandler getting to learn from my mistakes. Yeah. I feel like that's one that I'm like, I, you're welcome. (laughs) I don't think, I think you're, you talk more about your feelings in general though. Like, I don't know if I necessarily, I maybe in this case, I've learned a little bit about that from you, but like you wear your heart on your sleeve way more than I do. So you are vulnerable and sharing your emotions to begin with. Yeah. And so, but what I've learned the hard way with that is people don't understand when yeah. And when I change my mind, like that's what I want turn up squad to be. And that's what I literally preached it from the beginning of what it started is like, this is a place where you can be so excited about one thing one day and then completely change your mind the next day and, and follow that, like be able to change your mind and shift. And I think it's giving myself permission to do that without committing so loudly to that emotion that was in that moment, you know? Well, I but, think sometimes I'm speaking for you, but I think sometimes you share things in hopes of maybe making sure it becomes a reality. And I think a lot of people probably do that. Like, let me put this out into the universe and, and then I can make it a reality. And a lot of times you're, you're doing different things than just sharing. Like you're, you're kind of hurting yourself. And I'm not saying close yourself off completely and don't talk about what's going on in relationships. That's not the message. The message is to be careful with who you're seeking guidance from or who you're seeking advice from or who you're telling your business to, because you have to protect your love. You have to protect your emotions, your relationship. And I guarantee you, if you have someone in your mind where you admire their relationship, they've been through a lot of shit. They've been through really hard times. You admire their relationship because they have overcome those hard times together. And that's why they're so strong. Yeah. Well, I think to, I try to, and we've talked about this before. Like I'm always, my mind is to give so much that like, I didn't make anything for just me, you know? And so I would use everything in my life to try and give a lesson or or share and like, let people in to that part. And it's like, nothing was just for me. And I have learned from you, from watching you just really own your relationship that that has to, you got to have some things that are just for you, you know, not everything has to be, you know, everywhere. And that might seem like a simple thing, but, um, for those of you who do wear your heart on your sleeve, like I do, it's a, a hard lesson learned for sure. Um, because then it's really finding your own voice. Yeah. Becomes even harder. Yeah. Because of everyone else's opinions. And then 
I think what goes along with that is what we've said before in regards to even posting on social media and stuff with your story of like, share the, the scar, not the wound. Yeah. So that's something that I've made mistakes in is like sharing the wound when it's fresh. And when I can't really see straight and, and you haven't healed yourself, I haven't healed myself, which in turn, like you've said is makes the healing harder to do. So, um, yeah, good stuff, Chan. Deep, deep ish. This could be a a much longer conversation. So more to come on relationships, but I feel like that's a good start. Um, I think I, I want to take the opportunity with all that's going on in the world right now to take this moment and hug your loved ones extra hard and don't be stingy with your love right now. Give it, give it, give it, and just be nice and be nice to yourself and allow yourself some grace. So I just wanted to say that. Yes. Love it so much, Jan. All right, y'all. As always, we love your shares. We love your feedback. We love the support. It is not, it does not go unnoticed. Yeah. And if you have the time, um, a like five-star review or a little note on Apple would be really amazing and help us too. Um, Obviously just the shares on Instagram touches our souls for sure. But like in regards to logistics, that would be amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Love you guys. Right. Love you, Chan. Love you. Bye. Bye. Boss, huh? Yeah, I slay. I'm a bad mom. That's what they say. I'm by my money. Yeah, I don't play. I got that Benjamin button. I'm looking better every day, boy. Girl, we'll see your DNA, huh? I'm a boss and a savage. Girl, we'll see your DNA, huh? You know I'm far beyond average. Girl, we'll see your DNA.